we'll begin the episode shortly. But first, a clip from the movie during which Daisy is talking to Gatsby. It was always my dream to be in the big city. I had the internship and everything. But in the end, I landed out here. From East Egg, I glimpsed over to the city. I know there is more in the distance beyond, but I feel encapsulated by my house. I look out the large windows across the water to you, Gatsby, as well as down the shore to the city. I see promise, but instead am left with a lack of fulfillment. I have the money, trust me. Initially, I was paralyzed with happiness at the world I had set out in front of me. I am pretty, so I could have could really have had my choice, you know, but I saw you, Jay, and it reminded me of the encapsulation I had been living in for the past years of my life. I struggled to find peace in my life, seeking out something different. Tom is safe, wholesome, what is expected of me, but I know there is something out there for me, outside of this jar I've been stuck in. I feel a deep sadness come over me from time to time, as I do not know where to channel my feelings. Can I talk to Tom? Can I ever talk to you? Do you care? Or do you just find me shallow and lagging? I guess this is the life that has been chosen for me. Where I was once cheerful and peppy, reality has said it. I now just look at my life through the class, seeing a reality through the glass, seeing a reality other than the one that does not feel like it should be my own. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Producer Podcast, a series that follows the creative process behind new movies. This week, we are joined by the creative team behind the new adaptation of the age-old classic, The Great Gatsby. First, we are going to get a peek into the creative team's first brainstorming session, where you can look inside the process for creating a blockbuster film. After the session, you, the audience members, will have a chance to ask the creative team your questions about the thought process behind the artistic choices for this film. But first, a message from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to quickly escape your wife to meet your lover in the city? Does the train just have too many people that can see your secret affair? Invest in a Cadillac. Enter the city nice and secretive and look good while doing it. We've seen your house. You can afford it. Cadillac, the car for lovers. The perfect escape from city life. Come to Hampton Beach in New Hampshire. Beautiful houses, nice people. You will feel right at home, almost as if you're at your girlfriend's parents' house. Although people may question your identity, other than that, you will have a great time. 13 miles of gorgeous coastline, great summer weather, and the amazing Ratcliffe family, Hampton Beach is the perfect summer escape. Have an item you want to keep protected from the elements? Need a special decorative item for your table when your husband returns home from work for dinner? Look no further than Fisher's bell jars. Please remember, no living objects can be placed in the bell jar as they will be unable to escape, distance from society, and become increasingly despondent. Whatever you may choose to place in your Fisher bell jar, your husband, friends, and family will love to watch from the outside. Is this thing on? Hello. I never understand technology, Georgie. You know that. Reminder to my colleagues, this is going to be recorded so that the audience can have a look into the process behind our adaptation of The Great Gatsby. Gil, George, you better come up with something good. You're skating on thin ice with your last few ideas in the studio. Okay, okay, it's on. Welcome, everybody, to the pitching of our new movie, 
We would love to hear your input. Great, because I was been thinking. Hey, hey, not yet. Where's the test audience? And you better have something better than an animated version of, of Mice and Men, because we're still paying off the debts for the children's therapy. We have an older audience this time. Just sit back and watch. Hey guys. I'm Dumb Short. I'm Short. Okay, let's get this started already. I have a meeting to go to. Three ideas. All amazing. Number one, Beltar the musical. No. No. Absolutely not. As much as I would love to make a giant bell jar, I'm not sure if the audience will enjoy the musical part. It's a no from me, guys. Sorry. Okay, okay, don't worry. We got number two, the Great Gatsby, but all the actors are animals. You take Noah's Ark, you take the Great Gatsby, and you throw... Movie. We could put all the animals in clothes. Oh, I already have so many ideas. Logistically, we could film it in a zoo. I don't hate this one. No, again, I'm really wasting my time here listening to this. And this is why we have a test audience. I guess it's a no. Okay. Okay. On to the next one. We saved the best for last anyway. So we tell the story of Gatsby, the same events, all attending his parties and trying to live in his world. But we tell it through the eyes of a variety of different characters, all from different books, races and classes all identifying differently with the American experience. Each character will bring in their own histories to show how America treats people differently based on preconceived notions. I see it now. Big costumes, big sets. Wow, guys, I'm impressed. This is something I would actually be interested in watching. That's not bad. I kind of like it. Wow, such an interesting look into the brainstorm of this premiere movie. Crazy to think how the name of Gatsby's Bell Jar is in theaters today. Now we are opening it up to some questions about the process. What books did you bring together to the world of Gatsby and why? The Great Gatsby, duh. When you think American experience, you can stick in your head in the oven. So, of course, we went with plaque. The bell jar was the perfect reflection of how we're all feeling lately. It was such an artistic choice. I quickly began to plan the costumes. You betcha. And then, what else better rounds it all out than the namesake, right? Right. But really, we chose these books for a reason. A good reason. They all reflect on the American experience in different ways. A long, long time ago, back in high school. When we didn't have our reading glasses. Right, when we didn't have our reading glasses. Books, and we were transported to a different world. And we wanted to combine them all, encompassing all aspects of trying to obtain the American dream. And with such a diverse group of characters, we felt this combination would deal greatly with the diversity of our country. On a side note, as a costume and set designer, the character diversity allowed for a little bit of creativity and variety when it came to picking and choosing how each character would be depicted. Okay. Can you give us a summary of who the new characters are? 
starting with Esther as Daisy. Yes, we chose to take the Bell Jar's protagonist, Esther, and make her Daisy. They are both strong women whose voices are silenced by the men in their lives. Or at least the men in their lives try to silence them. So not feminist. We are not about that. But Esther finds a way out. Daisy does not. We wanted to give Daisy the power she lacked in the original. The power to change her situation. Sorry to interrupt, but we also wanted Esther's typical dress to mimic, but also stray away from the typical closet of Daisy. We see Esther as a feminine character, but she is not nearly as sexualized as Daisy is. And she's given way more opportunity to express her individual growth in her own life. And we had a lot more access to the mind of Esther, as Belja was told from her perspective. We took that and applied it here. We wanted to diminish the preconceived notions about Daisy and her weakness that comes with such a classic American novel. On to Gatsby. Gatsby remains Gatsby. We couldn't change him. Gatsby is your typical man who chases after what he thinks he needs to have, money, and finds himself empty when he's gotten it, because money does not win him Daisy, and money does not have a direct correlation to happiness. Economic prosperity is not simply the American dream. Boom. Nailed it. And Gogol as Nick? Nick is relocated at the start of Gatsby. And Gogol's just constantly relocated. They both deal with finding themselves in these new places. More so, finding that they don't belong in the places that they chased. This casting was the only logical thing to do, in my opinion. Obviously. Alright, guys. I really like how much the characters contrast with the original. What do you think, Danny? Same. It adds more depth to the American experience and provides the audience with two men struggling to find their identity. Gatsby struggles with his identity because of wealth. Gogol struggles with his identity due to his ethnic background and lack of belonging. So true. Also, Daisy is depicted as submissive and not significant in the movie, despite the author deeming her as significant in his overall critique of America's capitalist society. Bringing in Esther's character adds an enlightenment towards the struggles of being a woman in America and an increased understanding of Daisy's character as a whole. Yeah, and Esther's struggle of not understood throughout the book is a perspective we don't necessarily see from Daisy because her vulnerability is only really available from the male perspectives and narrators of the novel. Love that. Don't mean to change the subject, but I also wanted to ask the producer... Why did you choose to film the movie using different light filters or lenses in the perspectives of each character? Baz Luhrmann chose to use really vibrant colors in the original movie for The Great Gatsby to highlight the superficiality of the American dream. However, since we were taking aspects of both The Great Gatsby and The Bell Jar for our film, we wanted to use less saturated color to highlight the theme of mental illness in The Bell Jar. Take Daisy, for example. It might be unnoticeable to the audience, but when filming from Daisy's point of view, I chose to further mute colors to desaturate. In a way, this washes the film shot from Daisy's point of view over with a feeling of sameness and numbness. This is supposed to show how Daisy's mental illness causes her to see the world differently. Even things which would otherwise make one happy are muted under this filter. I also chose to heighten the sound of male voices during Daisy's point of view and to shoot from a slightly lower angles to represent how Daisy's oppression, a result of her gender and race, force her to be both smaller and quieter. Okay, I think our time is running out. Any last questions? (laughs) 
Yeah, yes, why do you I've been waiting for someone to ask me this. Worlds? As a set designer, this was a big thing to consider when adapting the original storyline. When we think about Gatsby, we automatically think about his house, duh, and we just didn't see a story without it. Although his house exudes wealth and high status, it was really a representation of how one location can be used by all people. It also connected to the belief that Gatsby only survives off of money. There is a unification under one central location that seemed to create a centrality to the story that tackles so many diverse characters. Gatsby is so connected to his house as it seems to be the only thing close to him, creating a sort of obligation for Gatsby to to be stuck in his house and only other characters can enter and leave while he cannot. Visually, it also seems the most pleasing. Okay. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to watch the movie and listen to George and Gil's interesting insights. Thank you guys for talking with us. Of course. course. Oh, and I think there's one more question from the audience. Not a question, just a suggestion. It better not be criticism. I know you hate criticism, Gil. If they're gonna criticize, they're gonna have to pay your therapy bills. Oh no, it's not. Okay, then let's hear it. We would love to see a bell jar musical. Yes, my giant bell jar! Okay, that's all we have time for today. All right.